0: This Sunday, next couple of Sundays, just focusing on that whole theme of mission possible. Not impossible, but mission possible. Do you remember the old show, by the way? Some of you are old enough under the tenth to remember the old show? Yeah, absolutely. Who was the star? Not Tom Cruise. That's the new guy. Peter Graves. Excellent. Yeah, silver hair. I think it's the silver hair, personally, that does it, right? Peter Graves with the silver hair. Um, now, yeah, do you remember those, the show always started with, with Peter Graves, you know, on an airplane or in some lobby somewhere or someplace, right? And uh, he'd always find an envelope, and uh, sure enough, there'd be that high-tech cassette player sitting there. And, uh, you know, he'd open up the envelope, and there'd be instructions, and there'd be pictures, and, you know, the tape would kick on, and he'd tell him about, you know, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it, and describe what could be happening, what he could possibly do, right? And, of course, as you listen to the objective, it seems so impossible. And yet, did you notice every time, after you heard that phrase, you remember how the phrase, it all ended, right? What was the final phrase before the smoke started? Should you choose to accept it? Yeah, right. And then 30 seconds, this tape will self-destruct. Yeah, and then you got the smoke and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. Okay, so you remember the show, right? Well, what I uh, I was thinking about that, and... uh, You know, one of the thoughts that came to my mind was Did you ever see an episode where Peter Graves got up after the smoke would all, you know, blow through and stuff? Got up, got to a telephone, and talked to his boss and said, No, I don't think I want to do that. (laughs) Was there ever an episode? Absolutely not, right? There was never a time, there was never an episode where Peter Graves got this great possible mission that seemed so overwhelming that he stopped and said, Oh, I I can't do that. That's impossible. The mission is always possible. Peter Graves understood that if he had the right people on his team, if he followed the, the plan the way they were supposed to follow the plan... He could accomplish a mission that seemed so impossible this morning let's look at the plan let's look at things that we need to be aware of if we're going to accomplish some things with our lives that seem so impossible that we look at ourselves and say how could that possibly happen number one thing I would bring to your attention is that the mission was always worth accepting for Peter Graves The mission that was set before Him was always worth accepting. I want to tell you, when you were created, when God formed and fashioned you, He created more than just you. He created an incredible dream for your life, an incredible plan of what you could do, an incredible imagination of how your life could be so significant. He looked at you and He formed and He fashioned you, and He gave you all of the gifts that you were going to need to accomplish this great plan, this great dream, this great purpose. Now, if you look at the plan beforehand, you have probably been in your mom's womb and said, gee, that seems pretty impossible, Lord. But He looked at you and said, it's absolutely, utterly doable. Just like Peter Graves, every time, took on the mission. Because the mission is is worth accepting what god has in store for you and the possibilities that he has to accomplish in your life are so incredible they're worth accepting they're worth investing your life in doing let's go to the scripture for a minute and uh the worst thing that can happen at the end of any of our lives is that we get into the position of solomon When he looked at the end of his life, here's what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 2. But as I looked at everything I had worked so hard to accomplish, it was all so what? Ouch! Ouch! Like chasing the wind, there was nothing really worthwhile anywhere. You see what just happened? God had this great dream and this great vision for what Solomon could do with his life. And yet at the end of Solomon's life, he looks back on his life and says it was meaningless. That is the worst place we could possibly ever end up in our lives, isn't it? How come Solomon ended up there? Solomon ended up there because he moved away from the plan. He moved away from the dream that God had for his life. He stopped listening to God. God made him king and prince of Israel, and and he gave him great wisdom. And yet Solomon moved away from that plan. He moved away from that wisdom, and he moved away from a tight, deep relationship with the living God. And when his life was over, he looked back and said, it was all meaningless. All this stuff that I kept chasing with my life. See, that's what happened to Solomon. He kept chasing all the stuff out there in the world. It's great we're in a tent today because you can look out there today and see all this stuff. It's all out there just calling to us and saying, look, why you, spend your time over here. Here, give your, give your devotion over here. No, come this way and, and give your energy over here. And Solomon would speak to you this morning and say, wait a minute, remember the mission. Remember, there's a mission in your life worth accepting and push all that other stuff away. There is a mission that is worth devoting your life to. It's the mission and it's the dream that God created for you. But if you're going to accomplish the mission, Scripture would tell us that you need to be ready to make a deep commitment to that mission. Are you listening to me this morning? It doesn't say it's easy. I don't think Peter Graves ever accepted one of those missions in that great show, right? Walked away from the smoke you know, and the tape destruct, destruction and said, Oh, well, that's a piece of cake. Slam dunk. No problem. Well, these were really hard things. And when God made up the vision and the plan for your life and He gave you all the gifts and abilities to do it, it doesn't mean it's slam dunk. It means it takes a deep commitment on your part to accomplish it. We can go to experience in, uh, in Luke 5 where Jesus is by the uh, Lake uh, Sea of Galilee, by Lake of Gennesaret. And just look at Luke 5 for a minute, and I want you to notice a few things. You ready? It says, Now it occurred that while the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the message of God, he was standing by the Lake of Gennesaret, the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats drawn up drawn up by the lake. But the fishermen had gone down from them and were washing their nets. And getting into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon Peter, he requested him to draw it away a little from the shore. Then he sat down and he continued to teach the crowd of people from the boats. a couple of things to notice. What were the fishermen doing? You see what they're doing? Washing their nets. What does that mean? What well, means they're done? Right? Just note that. Just put that in your pocket for a minute. It's going to come up later on. The fishermen were done for the day, and they're just washing their nets. What is Jesus doing? He is teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Good. He is teaching. He is out there. He's got a crowd of people, and he is pouring out to them this incredible truth. If you're going to accomplish the mission, you need to be ready to make the commitment to the incredible truth that only Jesus can bring. That's what Solomon moved away from. That's what the world would call us away from. The reality is, if you want your life to be incredible, to have significance and purpose, you need to sit by the Sea of Galilee for a while, and you just need to soak in the truth that Jesus brings. See, when God created you and He formed and He fashioned you, He just didn't think about you and this great life you could have and the incredible influence you could have in the world, the change you could make with that life, the significance you could live. He also thought about sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to make it happen. When He formed and fashioned you, He was also thinking about His Son coming and pouring out the way of life and pouring out truth. He already thought about His Son coming and experiencing all the hardship that the world would throw against Him. He already knew the cross was going to happen. He already knew the bloodstains that were going to be on it. And He still thought about you. If you're going to have an incredible, significant life, it's because you sit by the Sea of Galilee and you soak in the truth and you make the commitment that that truth is what's going to guide your life. That that truth is the only thing that's going to guide your life. And if you listen to that truth, you become a person of significance. Josh McDowell said, you can laugh at Christianity, you can mock and ridicule it, but it works. If you decide to trust Christ, start watching your attitudes and actions because Jesus Christ is in the business of changing lives, including yours. If you sit by the sea." and you soak up this truth, and you make a deep commitment to it, your life is going to change. And it's going to become that life of significance that God dreamed about. Jesus pours out the truth. The fishermen have been overhearing it. Then in verse 4 it says, When Jesus had finished speaking, He told Simon, Row the boat out into the deep water and let your nets down to catch some fish. Where does he want him to go? Deep water. Do you see that? He wants him to go out in the deep water. I'm telling you, the world is going to try to keep you in the shallow water. It's going to try to keep you at a place in your Christian walk that says, "Look, just stay shallow." And Jesus is saying, "Look, Simon Peter. Who is Simon Peter? Oh yeah, one of the guys who was one of the twelve who changed the entire world." And we're sitting in a tent today. And we know the truth and grace and forgiveness of God because Simon Peter understood the deep water. You see what happens when you go into the deep water? He tells Simon Peter, go out into the deep water, and he tells him to let down the nets. You can imagine what Peter thought at that moment. Remember, Peter is a fisherman. Jesus is a carpenter. Remember that? Peter's a fisherman, Jesus is the carpenter, and the carpenter says, Look, Peter, go out in the deep water and cast out your nets. Can you imagine what was going through Peter's mind? Probably something like, You've got to be kidding me. The nets are all washed and put away to begin with, right? The nets are all washed and put away. We're done. We were out all night last night. That's what he says. Master, Simon answered, We've worked hard all night long and have not caught a thing. What's Peter's answer. You've got to be kidding me. See, the reality is when you listen to Jesus and you listen to his truth, there's some things in there that are going to cause you to question. There's some things in there that are going to cause you to step back for a minute and say, that seems impossible. There's some truth in there that's going to cause you to question and say, are you really sure about that? Just like Peter. But notice the next line that Peter says. But if you tell me to, I will let down the nets. If you tell me to, do you see that? If we listen to God's word and we make a commitment with our lives to God's word, it'll never fail. Young people, are you listening to me today? If you make a commitment with your life at your age right now that understands that the most powerful thing ever given to this world is Jesus Christ in His truth, your life will be incredible if you go into the deep water. And just because He asks, you do it. Peter Craves always did the mission because the mission was always worth it. He never questioned it. He never doubted it. He never called up the boss and said, you know, this is too tough. I don't think you can do it. He just did the mission. That's the way it is for us. When Jesus lays it into our lives, we just do it because he asked, because it's truth, and he asks. It will happen if you're committed enough to the deep water. See, I know there's some folks out in the community, and maybe some are still in this tent as well, who are wondering about, boy, how in the world can we accomplish this incredible thing up the road? It seems pretty impossible, doesn't it? Come on now, when we started out, there was some of us, I'm sure, who were stepping back and saying, wait a minute, I think we're biting off more, we can chew here. And from a worldly standpoint, we probably have. But if we are absolutely convinced that God has told us to do this, it's a slam dunk. If we're absolutely convinced that God has told Christ church, this is what we need to do, it will happen. Not because of us, but just because we're committed to the truth that if God says do it, we do it. Let me give you the proof of that. It comes in the, the next point, that if we commit ourselves to that mission, that mission has incredible potential, abundant, abundant potential. Look at verse 6. This is amazing. Remember, the carpenter told the fisherman, go out in the deep water, put down your nets. Wrong time of day. Everything going against them. Verse 6. They did it, and they caught so many fish, their nets began ripping apart. Sound like a lot? How abundant. Yeah. Oh, I love it when kids say that. Yeah, you're listening. Holy cow. Can you imagine that? How many people are here have caught one fish? Yeah. Was that fun? Yeah. Catching that fish, feeling that tug, feeling that pull, right? Imagine if you caught two nets. They were absolutely stuffed full of fish. Whoa! Yes? Do you want to know how many fish there were? There were so many fish. Next verse. They signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. The men came, and together they filled how many? Two full boats. Do you see that? Two full boats of fish. Holy cow! Motherload! How did that happen? How did that happen? It happened because Peter said, Jesus asked me to do it, and the mission is worth it. And even though I don't think it's possible, even though I don't think there's any chance this is going to happen, I'll do it anyway just because he asked. He trusted Jesus more than anything else. You see, that's the key. If you you want your life to be incredible, to be significant, to be filled with abundance, it's because you listen to the Word, you go in the deep water, and you trust that truth more than you trust anything else in the world. And if you think about two boats full of fish, think about what God can do in your life. I'll tell you what happens when two boatloads of fish happen. Right away, you see that, and you step back, and you say how incredible God is. That's what happened to Peter. It says in verse 8, when Simon Peter saw this happen, he knelt down in front of Jesus. He said, Lord, don't come near me. I am a sinner. Peter and everyone with him were completely surprised at all the fish they had caught. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were surprised too. See, when God puts that kind of abundance into your life, it is so humbling, isn't it? When you just trust that truth and you stake out that mission and you say, just because He asked, and when God fulfills that to your amazement, it is so humbling. I can tell you, I am absolutely humbled and amazed that God would give me the gift of having the opportunity to do what we're doing at Christ Church. It is humbling and amazing to me. That a, that a kid that grew up on a hog farm in northern Illinois would have the opportunity to speak to a tent full of people and even more, to be able to reach the people who are going to reach up the road. It is such an incredible, surprising, amazing thought, isn't it? It is to me. Because I, just like Peter, understand how weak I am. When God does stuff in your life, when He fulfills that truth in abundance, you just got to step back and say, "God, you are so incredible, because I know it's not me. I know it's all about you." That's the way it works. For Peter, it was no difference just to take that step because he believed God could do that. Then Jesus says something incredible to Peter. Now remember, Peter's sitting in a, standing in a boat. What's in the boat? Fish. So many fish, The boat is overflowing with fish. So all that abundance is right in front of Peter, right? And Jesus says to him, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will bring in people instead of fish. What did Jesus just do? He raised the mission. See, Peter was faithful in his fishing. And God provided through Jesus the abundance of two boatloads full of fish. Now Jesus responds to Peter and says, we're going to raise the mission. You were faithful in this, we're going to raise the mission. You see, when you are faithful in the little things, when you get your life in line with the truth that comes from Jesus, God's going to raise the mission. And He's going to raise the mission. And He's going to raise the mission. Every time, as He brings more abundance and more opportunity to change lives, more opportunity to have that blessing pour into your life, He's going to raise the mission. He just keeps raising the mission because He knows what you can do. When we get up the road and we get into that new place and it's full, what's God going to do? He's going to raise the mission. And when that place is full, what's God going to do? He's going to raise the mission. You see, that's what He does. When He pours out of His abundance, He doesn't expect us just to take the abundance, step back and say, I've arrived, I'm here. No, He raises the mission. Because He understands the even more that can happen in our lives when we're faithful. That's the way it is. So He raises the mission. And the mission is always possible. It's always a mission that can happen. Look at the next thing. An amazing thing happens next. Then the the men pulled their boats up on the shore and they left everything and went with Jesus. What was in the boats? Fish! Two boatloads worth of fish! And what did they do as soon as they got to shore? They left it. Do you see that? They walked away from it. They walked away from it because Jesus called them to something higher and greater. That's the way it works. Jesus is calling us. He is calling you to come into the deep water. And when you get there, He is going to be ready to bless you with whatever you need in abundance. Two boatfuls to make that difference. And as soon as He does, He's going to call you to a higher mission. He's going to call you to even more significance in your life. That's the way it works. That's what He's done for us. That's what we all need to keep in mind. That's what Paul kept in mind. Paul, who established churches all over the place, always raising the bar on mission, he thought about us this morning in this tent. He said in Ephesians 3, I pray that Christ Jesus and the church will forever bring praise to God. His power at work in us can do, you say it with me, far more than we dare to ask or imagine. Did you believe that? It's part of the truth. He just told you as you sit here this morning that wherever your life is, you need to start asking for more. Wherever your life is, you need to start imagining more in your life. Get it consistent with that truth of Jesus Christ and start asking more and start imagining more. You see, you can never out-ask or out-imagine what God can accomplish in your life. You can never out-ask or out-imagine the blessing that God can pour into your life. You see, as soon as He gives you two boatfuls, there's a third boat just waiting to come in. That's the way it works. That we don't imagine big enough. When you look at your life, young people, and you start thinking about what your life can become, and you've got to get a dream going, that's going to be fantastic, but I want to invite you to dream a little bigger. Don't settle. Dream a little bigger, because God dreams bigger than you could ever dream about what you can do in your life. And when it's all said and done, all of us know the reality that we will look back in our life, and even more than that, the Scripture tells us, so will God. If you go to Romans, Paul says, and so each of us must give an account to God for what we do. See, we, at the end of our days, got to look back in our life, and God looks back on that with us, and we got to be able to say we did our best. We took advantage of every moment, and we did our best. That's what Paul says about his life, knowing that truth. He says, act like people with good sense and not fools. Sound smart? Act like people with good sense, not like fools. These are evil times, so make every minute count. My favorite verse is the next line. Don't Be stupid. Now, is that great deep theological wisdom or what? Does the Bible speak the truth? Look, guys, it's not I could have had a V8. It's don't be stupid. Right? Don't be stupid. Instead, find out what the Lord wants you to do. Find it out. Dream about it. Ask for it. Seek it. Desire it. Get deep into the deep waters of God's Word and let Him open up your imagination of what He can do with your life. Ask for it. Imagine it. Dream about it. Seek it. Search for it. Don't waste one minute on anything but the incredible mission and dream and possibility that God has for your life. Don't waste one minute so that you get to the end of your life and you stand there with God and you look it over and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Now ask. Imagine. Go to the deep water and let down your nets. Live by the truth and see what God can do. Remember this. Jesus says to His disciples, that's us in the tent. It is because you don't have enough faith But I can promise you this. Has Jesus ever gone back on a promise? No. He's always fulfilled his promises. Yes. I promise you this. If you had faith no larger than a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain to move from here to there, and it would. Everything would be possible for you. Folks, imagine. Get your nets. Get to the deep water of God's truth and let those nets down and ask for more and dream for more and ask what God can do to make your life significant. Let's pray. Father, we come to You today. We just want to fulfill Your desire and Your will, Your dream for our life, Your purpose for which You created us. We ask this morning that as we're together as individuals and as a people of God in this place, just keep moving us forward. Help us to see a higher mission, greater opportunity to serve You and to make a difference with our lives. Take us out into that deep water of truth. That our lives would live according to the Word of Jesus Christ, to be grounded and solid. And out of that Word, that we would live those incredible lives of significance, not wasting a moment, not being stupid with just the things of this world, but the incredible things of Your Kingdom. Father, we ask for Your blessing. We ask You to open up especially the hearts of our young people and our children today that You would just plant those seeds of not just truth, but imagination that they could see the difference they could make when they serve You, when they lift Your name up and they praise You with every minute. We ask for that wisdom and for that blessing. We ask for those boatloads to just pour into our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.